Good morning. It's good to be here with you. I anticipated certain aspects of the morning. The impact of the sting of death, and yet, as was mentioned, it is in Christ, it is swallowed up in victory. And for those who have left, said goodbye to loved ones, and we think of those who have gone, those who are anticipating departing, may God's grace fill the needs of each heart. One of the things that I did fail to over to ponder in perspective, and I guess God has his way of using our mistakes at times, is the fact that the course is gone. So there's a number here, quite a number of uh, families touched by the death of a loved one, uh, number of young people missing and so forth. And yet, there is always strength drawn from entering into the Word together. The other week, I'm not sure how many of you all saw it, but I was kind of intrigued, made me smile. I saw a picture of fellow put on his status and him standing there in fairly close proximity was a, a girl and the girl had some flowers. You ever seen a picture like that? <clears throat> and you know as I <clears throat> come in and out in different times and settings, there are things that, that come to mind that the Word speaks to and, and admonishes us, it exhorts us, it encourages us, and yet sometimes I think it's so easy for us to fall into the rut of life goes on, things happen, uh, and yet do we always offer a word of encouragement from what the Word has to say to needs in our lives. And as if I were to ask those of us here who are married what all we've learned through life, looking back on finding a companion and so forth, what advice, what counsels would you have? What counsels would I have? And yet I trust as you love the Lord truly, your heart has a, a, a desire to bless those who are seeking a sense of direction in the decisions of, in the important decisions of life. And um, so I invite you this morning, I want to look at a few verses from Ephesians 5. Uh, I may take the time, actually I won't take the time to read this whole chapter, um, realizing that the afternoon's activities are coming upon the time clock earlier than normal. So I don't plan to be extremely uh, in-depth in, in light of that this morning, but I would like to share some words of encouragement to, to those who are in the, the path of life, younger years, looking forward. Maybe in the midst of looking around, 
seeking a sense of direction for God in their lives. Um, the last part of this chapter here talks about marriage, but I'd like to draw from some verses here in the middle of the chapter, primarily as a foundation. One of the things, before I read these verses, one of the things that sometimes <clears throat> in the pursuit of life, we fail to realize that some of the very same things that equip us to, to walk in victory with Christ are the very same things that should be there, enabling us to walk in God's grace, to pursue life in God's grace, and according to His ways of strengthening and equipping us, realizing we are living each day for His glory and for His purpose, and not the pursuit of our own life. That's a sobering thought, and yet so many times when struggles come in life's path, it's because there's an element of, of self that has revived itself. And, and there's some, it's kind of like, you know, a lot of illustrations, but it's kind of like, you know, taking out the weeds in a pasture field or whatever. It seems like, you can do it now, but pretty soon there's going to be some others that need some attention. And it's not a once and done thing. And, and so we see that in this passage here, Paul writing to the Ephesians. And I would just remind you, the heading of my Bible, the beginning of the chapter says, the way of the believer. And I trust you find yourself in that way this morning. I encourage you to pursue it with all your heart, by His grace. He warns us in the first part of the verses here, uh, prior to verses 14 and 15, of some things we are not to have a part with. But let's begin here in verse 14. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is, and be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Some very general and yet very profound counsels given to us here in the walk of the Christian this morning. And as we think about the wisdom found in Scripture, the admonitions found in Scripture, and how we can draw uh, sense of direction in, in the pursuit of life, and I think about, you know, you hear, you see couples come together, and on what basis, on what level, for what reasons, how, what drew them together? Was it aspects of the spirit, aspects of the flesh? You know, that's one thing that so often befalls mankind when we get that revert that 
that order of the Scripture that speaks of the spirit, soul, and body, we get that in the world's mind of body, soul, and spirit. And how many relationships have faced struggles and defeat through pursuing a relationship based on the body, primarily, the physical attraction, the soulness, they get that reversed and it leads to a life of confusion and defeat because they are walking in the flesh. When we pursue relationships based on the body, why is that? Why can that happen? We are walking in flesh and blood. And yet here we are, we are encouraged as believers to, to focus on the grace of God, the work of God on our behalf, the temperance he talks about, uh, an aspect I want to look at just briefly later on as well, some of the characteristics that can, can be an indicator. Um, you know, I was, I was impressed as I thought about this recently in searching out companions in life um, Dear young ones here this morning, it is important, it is imperative that the grace of God works in the life, in the heart of anyone you consider as a candidate. Because just because you may be a child of a, a minister, a pastor, or whatever, that does not preclude the fact that you are truly surrendered to God, truly seeking His face. And... Um, and the truth be told, you know, sometimes I've heard stories and I, I didn't have the privilege of being involved in a Bible school like many of you have, but I've heard stories where instructors will give students a sheet of paper and they will encourage them, now you write down qualities you, you need in, in a prospective companion. You make a list of what all you're looking for. And then the others are supposed to do the same thing, you know, the guys and the girls. And then, and then what happens? If somebody doesn't meet that expectation, then what? Does their name get underlined or checked or does it get an X beside it? In light of the word, what is most important in the qualities of a prospective candidate for companionship? The scriptures speak to the folly of many of those things, and yet we see time and time again where incorrect focus is given. Um, one of the things that happens in, in the element of making a list such as I referred to is the fact that there are many times quite a list of expectations that are put forth. And they can be put forth in all sincerity and yet not realizing that there is no perfect candidate for companion life apart from the grace of God. The most important thing in the life of a candidate for a companion for life is that the Spirit of God is filling them, that they are 
at peace with their Creator. They are at peace with those in their life. They are at peace with those who they relate to. And sometimes, sadly, I have observed where it seems like couples came together in the fact that they agreed on what they, their pet peeves agreed. And you know, after a period of time, it doesn't take long until the pet peeves to find out, well, there's some guy in the house somehow. And then, then the fun's all over. The struggles are real. And, and life is real in its own way without that special focus. But we need to realize we are living, we are perfect in Christ, and yet we will be faced with challenges, changes, imperfections that do not accommodate anyone who is not willing to be a servant. Verse 21 in this passage I read speaks very clearly in a very deep way. It says, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. You know, as young people open their eyes and look about, you know, it's important that they understand the preparation for their own hearts and lives will have as much or more to do with their success than finding the perfect companion. The commitment of the, the, uh, our own lives has more to do with our uh, success in, in living out the sim symbolic nature of, of marriage in the life of the church. And that's a sobering thought because what does that, what does that say? It says that my involvement has more to do with it than the involvement of my companion. And yet, how can that be learned? How can that be cultivated in a way that, that brings blessing? In redeeming the time we live in a, a day in which um, culture has shifted. Times have changed. We face increasing pressures of the world around us. And yet, may God speak to us. May God direct us. May we encourage our dear young people in their lives to be content with the will of God and His direction and revelation in their experience. How do we get to a place as people and as individuals to know the importance of, of how to make those choices, how to involve ourselves in those relationships A dear brother put that picture up. How did he know? How does he know that that's a place to start? That that young lady is worthy of those flowers? Or is it a peace offering? But let us be ever so compassionate and loving to encourage our dear ones, to 
to pursue in the Spirit of Christ the needed communication, the needed understanding of, of what is in focus, realizing that in spite of our best efforts, there will be things that we need to work through, that we need to realize, that we need to surrender to. And you know, I think sometimes it's so easy to have this, you know, you're going to walk through that gate together and it's all going to be hunky-dory, it's all going to be perfect. It's not in that regard. It is a blessing, it is a joy, but there are things that remind us that we are in the flesh. And with the passing of time, you know, as I, through the years, have related, I think you older ones here probably would attest to that, that as life goes, changes come. And that requires even more surrender, even more submitting to things you never anticipated. The, the aspect of the unknown in life's relationships, um, you know, we haven't even gone there uh, as far as things that can happen in life that we had no idea accidents, illness, disease that totally change what you may have had in mind. Am I okay with that as a part of God's will? Am I okay with submitting to that in life? Are we okay with blessing the young ones in our circles with love and desire for the best for them. This passage here talks about people who have known God. And truly, our young people, I trust, have are facing life from a perspective of knowing God, of knowing Him as their Savior, knowing Him as Lord of their life. And... Um, Knowing Him as one who has called them into the body of Christ in a meaningful way, in a way in which they have a love for the church, have an appreciation for the church, rather than um, the struggle, the fear, the... Silence of, of not having experienced that and yet moving forward can be a, a challenge. And I guess sometimes for us, as we look at our families and loved ones, you know, entering into relationships with those who we've grown up around is, a, in, a, in a sense, a bit different than entering into a relationship from someone from a distance. Now, my wife, we... We've come from different backgrounds. She was out of state, and yet she was in the area a number of years. And yet, it's just a reminder that even there, there is the, the need to come to understand you will never know all that you uh, would perceive about each other's families. And yet, as you grow together, committed to God, you face those things based on God's grace. God's love through Christ in your heart and life. Proverb writer has a lot to say about warnings and encouragements, but I would just reflect briefly this morning with the, trying to keep things short for obvious reasons. Some of the things that back up 
a person that is walking in, in a vibrant Christian walk. And yet, as young people, oftentimes there is a sense in which you are, you are crossing terrain, you are moving through a part of life you've never faced before. And sometimes it's easy to set expectations. It's easy to label, I will not do this. I will do this. I will expect this. I will not expect this or that. It is said that one time my wife said she would never marry a farmer. So we understand that um, we need guidance. One of the things that, that come out in this passage here that Paul writing to the Ephesians is that perspective of confidence in God. Do I have confidence in God to the extent that I trust His design for life, His design over those who relate in life? And that is borne out through serious-minded individuals who uh, give consideration to life's companions based on the authorities that God has put in their lives. Psalm, the proverb writer talks a lot about the fear of the Lord being the beginning of wisdom. And you know, as, as a part of the body of Christ, we should encourage those to, to look um, look to those relationships with a sense of of submission, of vulnerability, if you will, and welcoming the the input of those around the individuals we're considering. What do their parents feel about that? What do their church leaders feel about that? Sometimes, you know, young people struggle with their mom and dad because mom and dad just, well, you don't know mom and dad. They just don't cut it. Probably at some point, somewhere. A lot of young people, a lot of us thought that for a moment or two. But encourage them. Well, maybe you're, you know, maybe they have a legitimate perspective there. But what about your ministry? What about your other families in church? Would they encourage? Would they caution? And yet sometimes we're pretty quick to, well, <clears throat> it's my decision, it's not theirs. And yet there's such wisdom in loving parents and loving brotherhood and offering words of, to consider in relationships. Many times those have gone down the road further than those young people can see They've passed mileposts that if the Lord tarries, those young people will come upon at some point. They will understand more fully the blessing of Scripture. The blessing of God's desire for the best in mankind. The fear of the Lord is a part of a person's life who is walking in victory with the Lord. Discretion. 
is another element that I would like to touch on with you. Um, and this passage here in Ephesians, I could go to Proverbs. I'm just going to stay here. Notice it says, Paul says, and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess. That verse is an illustration of moderation. An illustration of discretion. You know, sometimes we can enjoy and a degree of excess in life, you might say, but let's be careful that it's not something that um, our visitors were, we were talking about last evening, how that soft-serve ice cream machines can, can take uh, quite a predominant place in church campouts and family get-togethers, and yet sometimes it's easy for that to be a exercise in excess if it's not careful. A person of discretion. What is their discretion based on? But a person that is surrendered to the Lord and applies that discretion, spirit of discretion, with wisdom is a blessing. The element of wisdom in one's life do the young men demonstrate an element of wisdom, a pursuit of wisdom? Do the young ladies demonstrate a desire to do that which is wise? Proverbs, um, there's a, perhaps I'll turn to Proverbs 19. There's a couple of scriptures and proverbs that, that uh, while they are, they help us have insight. It takes a degree of soberness to acknowledge them and yet to learn from them. In chapter 19, verse 13, speaks of both. Genders here. A foolish son is the calamity of his father, and the contentions of a wife are continual dropping. Here we see the lack of wisdom on the part of both. Now, if you go over to chapter 25, um, twenty-seven. I'm sorry. I had read this passage a number of times before, but there's something here that says in verse 15, a continual dropping in a very rainy day and a contentious woman are like, whosoever hideth her hideth the wind and the ointment of his right hand, which bereath itself. That verse 16 I found very interesting in the Spanish. It says, basically, it's like contending with the wind. In other words, and it illustrates a time and a place in those moments when that occurs. It is not the grace of God, yet in life there will be those moments when the grace of God is not in its fullness as it ought to be. What will my response be 
to my wife. What will my wife, a wife's response be to her husband when he demonstrates a lack of the fullness of the grace of God? It's a very picturesque. The illustration the proverb writer used is, is a exercise in futility if you try to push back. But it's a, it's a reminder of our need to surrender, to, to wait on the Lord, to be still and know that God is in control and to ask Him to fill us for what is needed in that moment, in that time. The blessings far outweigh any potential struggle in seeking a companion if we do it in the fear of God. How do we encourage those to whom to seek advice from? I'm not sure where my wife got all her wisdom, but... I found it kind of sobering when I realized that she had asked a number of other men about me. Um, I'm not saying she did everything perfectly, but I'm saying it was an illustration of her seeking to take advice from those who could give it. Who do you, young men, who are you willing to take advice from this morning? That's an indicator. Proverbs uh, 12, 15 talks about that. That being an indicator of the wisdom that is present in our lives. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. There is such protection and blessing in those who are willing to ask counsel of those around them. Those that would have reason to understand. Those that would have reason to give godly counsel The revelation of our personalities, many times the realities of, of relationships of that nature are often tempered with the fact that we are uh, in a special setting, in a setting where it's not always the way it is every day. And yet with time, with continuance, the details of the joys and sorrows of one's life come to light. The company we keep, how we handle our anger, how would we like to pursue money? How do we, what value do we place on money? And that's not just for the fellows. It's a little bit of what, how do the wives, what value do they place on money? Do they prize 
the abundance of money over the simple and yet deep things that bring joy to relationships that bring fulfillment fulfillment in life. Um, is there a contentedness without the abundance of money? One of the things I think is probably, well, there's two tendencies I've, I've come to, to hear in a general way that, you know, we as, as God's creation, us men, we struggle to lead as God would like us to. To serve, perhaps is a better way of saying it. To be the servant God has called us to. And, and on the opposite side, you know, the, they struggle to, to be in submission is probably one of the greater struggles. And so we are both in need of the power of God in our life to, to step forth and to work together for His glory and grace to be manifested in life. But there are things that in today's world attach to the pursuit of the carnal nature that we should definitely be alert to in the lives of those around us, in our own lives, to make sure there is not that old nature there. That which lends itself to the dangers that the proverb writer speaks of. Infidelity in relationships. As we um, encourage our young folks in pursuing relationships, is there the, the perspective, the peace, the certainty of having confidence in those they're relating to? You've probably heard me say that more in the recent years with regard to the way culture has shifted, the lack of, of, um, of challenges to, or the, the abundance of challenges to, to faithfulness in, in the marriage commitment. And I've been appalled even, even reading writings from those who uh, make room for divorce, how they will justify it, and, it, and how the potential of, of the weakening of the fear it brings into even entering into a relationship because of the lack of commitment for life to each other. And so, it is sobering, and yet, in God's plan, it is beautiful. It is a blessing. Where there is commitment to the principles, the Spirit of God, the grace of God, we don't have to worry about many of the things that the proverb writer refers to. And yet we live in a day and age in which men struggle to pursue right relationships. Women flaunt themselves to be seen of men. It's all around us. May we encourage each other to walk in His grace in the use of our time discerning what God would have me to do, you to do, our dear young ones to do, and that they would have an understanding with, with joy and peace in pursuing and realizing 
that even in the potential difficulties of relationships, that they are committed to the hand of God in their life. Ultimately, in all of our relationships, let us never lose sight of the, the spirit of giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. If you want some further reading, you can, you can look at uh, Colossians 2 and Romans 8, some other aspects of this. But I want to encourage each of us because, dear ones, as time passes, as days go by, birthdays come and birthdays go. Our family pictures change. And it is only the grace of God that brings joy to our hearts as we look back on bygone days. And it's only the grace of God that promises us hope for tomorrow. So bless those around you. And if you are in that place, may God give you wisdom from spiritual sound sources. Shall we have a song?